Welcome to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. I'm your host, Christy Love. I believe in taking massive action to overcome life's biggest challenges because I know the rewards that lie on the other side. This show is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you level up in your life. Here's to a new you where your dedication, commitment, and staying true to yourself will make your wildest dreams come alive. I'm a transformational trainer, speaker, firm mama, and proud wife to a distinguished Navy SEAL. We believe in the motto, never give up, never quit, while doing it all with love. I'll share real talks with experts and thought leaders who offer proven strategies to turn your barriers into success in this unfiltered, transformational, and thought-provoking podcast. Let's do this. In today's episode of the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast, we meet Chris Salem. Now, Chris is a highly authentic person who has over four years, has a special passion for empowering and serving business leaders, entrepreneurs in various industries, sales executives, coaches, authors, speakers, and others take to take their business and life to the next level. For many years, Chris has seen people aspiring to make changes and grow, but struggled at different places in their career and life. And he is a person that is just like you and I, a regular person who has faced similar challenges and struggles. Chris shares from experience what has worked successfully through hard work and dedication to help overcome life's most difficult challenges. And he's here to tell us all about it on the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. Hi, Chris. Hey, Christy. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Great pleasure to have you. Uh, Chris and I have been on Clubhouse and Show the Faith every morning, or oh, every every week on Thursday, Thursday mornings yeah. at 7 o'clock, which is super early. But we've been on there for quite a few months together. And I asked Chris to be a part of my show because he has such great information that can certainly help anyone, anyone who is struggling and with their life today, whether it's business or personal, but he focuses on helping other people just strive to become better at what they do. So Chris, let's start with your story. You have a serious story and I want to hear all the details about it. I'm sure our listeners do want to as well. Well, thank you, Christy. Yes, yes. It's, it, you know, it's been a journey and, you know, I, I look back now and I so respect and so grateful for this journey that I've been on. And, you know, for for the first 30 years of my life, it was always striving for the destination and really being oblivious to the to the journey. And obviously, I learned the hard way. And so the first 30 years of my life were not easy. So for me, just to make a long story short, I grew up in a codependent home. I had a loving mother, of course, uh, you know, that really did everything she could for my brother and I. Uh, my father was often traveling, never usually around. And when he was, he was emotionally checked out and just didn't seem to have time for my brother and I. Now, as a result of that, I grew up with this need for having, you know, getting my father's attention to be recognized in the things that I was doing. So I developed this strong need for validation. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't know this at the time, but this is all in hindsight. And because I did not get it from my father, I ended up seeking it out in other people. And this is what led me down a path of codependency. 
I had a mom who was wonderful to me, but she was a perfectionist. And, you know, so if something was not to her, she would go out of her way and correct it and do it for me. Now, as a result of that, that just also further enhanced and reinforced my codependency. And as a result of that, I also became a perfectionist and I became a passive aggressive in terms of my behavior and communication. A passive person will go out of their way to please and enable others, meaning that if, if, you, if I just do enough for you, you will recognize how I helped you to where you are and where you desire to be. Now, we all know that, that it's never going to be to that person's level of expectations. And then when that goes unfulfilled, you feel like you didn't do enough or they didn't fulfill their end of the bargain and you became angry, frustrated, exhausted, mm-hmm. emotionally, physically, spiritually, all of the above. I could also be aggressive, meaning that that I would place high expectations onto people. And when they went unfulfilled, I would, again, just get angry, frustrated and repeat the cycle over and over and over again. Now, as a codependent and a perfectionist, I dealt with a lot of anger, a lot of deep rooted anger from my father, not knowing it at the time. And I didn't know any better. I didn't know how to escape it. I didn't know how to deal with it. I had racing thoughts. And the only way that I could escape it was through addict, certain addictions, through alcohol, drugs, sexual addiction. My sexual addiction was quite strong, meaning that I could not hold relationships because I was very promiscuous. And as a result of that, that those behaviors and addictions started to really unravel my life and my business. I had a great worth ethic. I was able to follow through, but I could not hold on and sustain relationships And because of my passive aggressive behavior, I would sabotage relationships only to have to repeat those patterns over and over and over again. Now, for the so for the turning point for me, you know, again, Mm -hmm. those limiting beliefs didn't know it at the time, the need for validation that was playing out in my life in each and every day. I had many different times in my life near two near death experiences that would have been the wake up call. But that was not the wake up call for me. Mm The wake-up call for me was when my father was diagnosed with cancer, and he was given a year and a half to live, and he ended up passing away four months after the diagnosis. Now, as a result of that, I had an epiphany about a day and a half before he passed away. He could not talk. He was on morphine, and but he was looking at me and speaking with his eyes, His eyes were not really open wide. They were kind of like squinted. Mm -hmm. And it was like he was telling me, if I could do it all over again, I would have been there for you. You know, I've always loved you and your brother. I just didn't know how to show it because, again, his father did the same thing with him. He was only repeating what he knew. Now, I didn't know any of this stuff. And then, but but somehow I began to process this all in this short period of time that, that like blew my mind. Even to this day, I still, you know, the, I get the goosebumps from it. And I finally realized at that time, no matter what has happened to you, sometimes we don't ask for certain cards that are dealt to us that are beyond our control. Horrific things happen to people. Yet it's always our responsibility to do something about it. It's always a choice. And it was at that point I made a choice that I wasn't going to live this life that I was living. I would end up just like my father in a short period of time. And I, at that point, I didn't know what I was going to do, how I was going to do it, but I just knew I had to move forward and find a different way to change. And that's what I embarked on that journey over 22 years ago. 
and never looked back. And wow. it was through that process I was able to get over my limiting beliefs, rewire my thinking and brain to think in a different way, develop a success foundation, change my communication and behavior styles, develop a better attitude, learn how to choose my emotions, and took massive action of controlling what I can, letting go of what I can't, learning to trust the process in the moment, and letting the results be a byproduct of that, shifting away from expectations. Expectations are no longer part of my vocabulary. And I do not operate from them in my business whatsoever. A lot of people will say, that's nuts. You have to have expectations. Well, let me know how that's been serving you up to this point. Because I know for me, it was always the downfall of every business venture and everything personally in my life. So, you know, just, you know, I know I talked a lot right there, but that in a nutshell was just the first 30 years of my life, how I lived in constant anxiety, stress, fear. Uh, pain, anger, all of the above. And now I'm 54 years old now, approaching, but I, I say 22 years because it took me two years to kind of make that shift. And then it took me a few, uh, maybe three other, three more years to kind of really get my brain. So a total of five years to really get my brain into uh, a different way of thinking to be, to become, to do and have different and better results. I like that you say that, that it wasn't overnight. It wasn't like, aha, no. you know, he said that, bam, you just transferred everything no. all at once. But I do want to take you back to your early childhood. And you said you have a brother. How was your relationship with him? And how did he respond to the way your father treated you to in the household and the environment in which you were raised and grew up? My brother also was the victim of that, but he chose a different path, which was not good. And my brother uh, was slightly mentally ill with, uh, you know, uh, bipolar. Uh, He was a drug addict and he's been a drug addict pretty much his whole life, heroin. Mm. And so at this point, he cannot live on his own. He lives with my mother who right now is 78 years old and still takes care of him. And so again, I can understand why she takes care of him. It's a, it's her son. She's a, she's the mom. But again, it goes back to the, the 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 codependency. And you know, but then again, you know, he could go into a home. But my relationship, my brother is good. I do see him once at least once a week, where I go and I you know have conversations with him, and you know and you know just try to see wherever there's possible where he can make most out of his life. But his life's pretty simple. He's pretty content pretty happy. He's off heroin. He's on methadone. And, but, but again, he, he chose a path that would, that took him down a dark road, uh, you know, in and out of jail at least four or five times. I was no angel either. I got into trouble, but somehow I was able to rise above, go to college, graduate, hold down a a job, and then eventually run businesses. And then when I went through this, my whole life changed. Yeah, it's kind of hard to see my sister's in the same situation. My parents take care of her and raised in the same household. Actually, she had her um, biological mother and father with her growing up. And we lived pretty decent, pretty okay. But she took the wrong path, the drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And today they still take care of her. And it's so heart, heart, disheartening to see that when I'm thriving and I'm, I'm doing so much to increase and better my life. And then someone and someone in the same household, just completely other obstacle or situation. They just, just devalued their entire life and they were given pretty much a silver spoon. 
mm-hmm. know, to live with in the best schools and the best neighborhoods and just completely took that away. And there's no help for them. And I feel so sorry because they've done everything, all the rehabs, the facilities, the support, the people coming into the home, the therapists, the psychologists, the psychiatrists, you know, and they still choose to go that route. Now with your business, how do you change people's mindset? I know you don't work with people like that, but still people are stuck. Oh yeah. And then they have their past and they have stuff you know, that they've, they've dealt with in the past and maybe they didn't get that aha moment like you did. Yeah. Well, like I said, it took a long time. I, I, I right. built up to that aha moment. It, it, it wish I would have <laughs> happened in my, my late teens and early twenties, but would have saved me a lot of grief and a lot of money. But with that being said, you know, it, this is a process and a lot of people just like if they are, you know, an alcoholic and they're looking to become clean and sober, they're going to slip. And, this, this is a process and it's something that requires discipline and consistency. When you say, Hey, I'm going to do something. doesn't mean exactly that you're going to do it. You know, some people have good intentions and then they default right back to the same patterns that have mm-hmm. kept them stuck. So it, it comes to the point where the person realizes somewhere deep inside that the pain of where they're at mm. is greater or, you know, greater than, than where they, you know, where they desire to be. So they choose, actually, I take that back where they like to be is greater than pain where they're at. So they're willing to now say to themselves, I surrender. I'm going to trust the process. I've been trying to control the control. I can't, can't control my whole life. Cause that's what I did. I tried to control your communication, your behavior, your attitude, your, your emotions and course of action. I tried to control what was going on in my industry. I tried to control what was happening in the economy. And I, again, was constantly had the door, you know, the door slammed in my face. I can't control that. I can only control my communication to myself and other people, my behavior, my attitude, my emotions, and my course. But that's it. When, when people get to a place to say that I'm willing to do that and to be in and use discipline, meaning that they do things that they know they're going to serve them. And even though it's the last thing in the world they want to do, they do it anyway. So discipline and consistency to learn how to get out of the problem, to clear, you know, rewire the brain to think in a different way, to be, to become, to do and have better and different results and to embrace challenges and to look at them as, as, as blessings and opportunities to grow and expand and whatever that may mean to you in your life and in your business. It's about harmony. It's not about balance. It's, it's harmony and it's not about perfection. So when people feel like they're at that level, these are the right. people that we can work with and develop in them over time to do things they've never imagined when they came into the program. And today I hear back from students that come back to me and tell me like, oh my God, great things are happening. But they also had some difficult times even after the coaching where they doubted themselves on a few occasions or even doubted what, why and what we did, but stuck in it and to realize that you did say that the obstacles is where the gold is. And I stayed the course and sure enough in time, my life did change. Doesn't mean you're, you know life's going to be easy. You're probably going to have more obstacles and challenges, but see, you think in a different way. You see it as a blessing, not as, a, mm. as something happening to you. It's happening for you. And this is where when you look at your life and your career overall, you're, you're able to do things that you've never imagined. So 
embrace those challenges and trust the process, control what you can, let go of what you can't, celebrate those little victories along the way and look at life and your career as a, as a journey, not a destination. Right. As a former control freak and perfectionist myself, (laughs) what helped me for sure is to take the focus off myself and start serving more, serving more and giving more and put my attention on that. And that really helped me to take the focus of, oh, I got to control this. I got to control this. And this has to be perfect. And that has to be perfect and allow. And that's what I'm learning right now is to allow. And there is a huge tug of war going on inside in order to do that. Do you find that tug of war happening in your, in your coaching clients as well? It, it can. Yes. It's I mean, because again, people will say you know, they'll have good intentions. Yeah. It's not, that it doesn't easy. mean, but again, they, they're, they're, uh, again, they're operating on, you know, from what they know they operate mm-hmm. on a default from their subconscious mindset. Right. So when those limiting beliefs are still working behind the scenes, they're still talking the talk, but but the be, but the but the actions, the behavior, the communication style is still in the problem. And so again, we can't change that. So as a coach, that can be sometimes difficult. You want to like shake them and say, "Come on, you can do this." But it doesn't work this way. This is where, as a coach, we have to be able to be patient, mm. yet know when to let somebody go when they're not ready. It's not That's that you're true. giving up on them. It's just saying to, "Hey, when you're ready." to get, you know, to stop getting ready and really ready to really commit to the discipline and the consistency, then we'll do it. Otherwise, if they're not doing what, what, what is required, then nothing is going to change. And the only thing that can change their situation is them. And that's true. And, I and know it, anything within their control and then trusting that everything outside of their control can do it. You and I as coaches can't change somebody. We can help guide them through our experience and through our example and our resources, yes. But the people out there, if they're looking for the magic, you know, pill, the 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 silver bullet, the one, the thing that's going to change it. Good luck, because if you know, if you're buying into that, someone who's promising that, it's you're going to be disappointed. It's it it, it this has got to come in from with you. Seek out good coaches that have have walked in your shoes can relate right. to where you, you're at. And they're simply going to share their experience, share the process. Now it's now taking that and finding your process, your custom process to get out of the problem into the solution and trust it over time. Absolutely. I know that's one thing I make it very clear to my coaching clients. Before we even start, you will be required to put in the work. You will be required. I'll be watching you. If you're not dedicated to do the work, then I can't help you. And so we make that very clear. Some people take it, some people don't. But I know what it takes to make the transformation I've made in my life. I have a book called From Stage Fright to Superstar. So before I became a coach that people see or a speaker that everyone sees, I couldn't speak to anyone one-on-one. I could speak to anyone. I can answer a phone call. I couldn't even leave a voicemail. It was that bad. But I was dedicated and committed over years and years and years to transform my life. And that, like you said was greater than the pain with, I was experiencing of having that social anxiety. And so that's right. But now you're doing things on a larger, more gigantic scale. And I want to know more about what Chris is doing these days. Besides, well, I mean, yeah. I, I've been speaking professionally for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I, I speak around, well, had been speaking around the world up and prior to COVID. I do a lot of virtual. I do speak uh, nationally 
in the last uh, year and a half, I've been, or actually a year since, well, not even, has it been a year? A little over a year since late last year where I started doing my first in-person event since COVID. Uh, I speak at industry events. Yeah, yeah. I speak at industry events, you know, uh, corporations, you know, municipalities. I'm also a business executive coach, so I do both personal and professional development. We help people to first overcome their limiting beliefs, develop their success foundations from a higher level of confidence. Then we build them into influencers and trusted advisors and why they do what they do. We do that with one-on-one. And then I work with uh, companies anywhere from uh, could be a dental practice all the way up to a mid-sized corporation. And we help them to build, you know, thriving workplace culture and create an environment for higher employee engagement based upon active listening, effective communication, uh, and transparent leadership principles. We use core values and a growth mindset as the foundation. And the whole idea is creating more interdependency where people understand their roles and duties and can then engage and perform at a higher level to produce better results, higher productivity, efficiency, and of course, profitability. So those are the things that I do. And then I work with startups as well and helping them to to help them, guide them to prepare their business plans, their pitch decks, sponsorship decks, and executive summaries to help raise capital in their businesses. Well, last time I checked, you had 24 (laughs) hours in a day, last I checked. So how in the world are you doing all of these things? I know every time I talk to I do have help. I do have help. I do have help. You have a team. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Great. So that definitely, so you just show up and pretty much- I show up. I do a lot of the strategy, but I do have people that do a a lot of the, the other stuff behind the scenes. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. So that is very important. Now I do want to ask you, Chris, to share with our listeners- Three tips, three tips on whatever area that you'd like to focus on that can help them to take their life to that next step level. One of the things I would start off with is to say that whatever's happening in your life and career, it's not happening to you. When it's happening, when you look at things happening to you, you're playing the victim. You're using excuses to, to limit yourself where you're at. And that's from your limiting beliefs to have a dramatic impact on your level of confidence, self-esteem, how you communicate with other people based on assumption, speculation, instead of being specific, clear, and concise, your affects your behavior in a codependent way, your decision-making, how you take risks, and how you follow through with action. So it's, it's looking at the things that are happening to you as happening for you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things you have to go through a rough time or things have to fall apart in order for it to come together in a more profound, impactful way than you've ever imagined. That's trusting the process, shifting your way of thinking of things happening for you, not to you, shifting away from the victim to the one who braces and owns his or her role and responsibility to any given situation, trusting that process. I would also learn that we have to shift away from expectations tied to outcome, Mm -hmm. shifting to what can we control in the moment, letting go of what we can't. And we can only control our communication, behavior, attitude, emotions, and course of action. Let the results be a byproduct of what you can control. Think of it like a puzzle. You have a certain amount of puzzle pieces at that time, and you trust the process that the pieces that you do not have in your control will come into your control And one piece at a time, you start piecing things together to achieve your goal. But it doesn't end there. 
And then when you achieve something, you move on and continue the process to something else. So it's a journey, not a destination. And finally, I would leave with a statement, what I like to call give without expectation, Mm. receive without resistance. And what that means is when you give to someone, you're not giving from a place of codependency. You're not pleasing and enabling them. That's not really helping them. You're helping them to stay stuck, to, to continue to do the things that don't allow them to get ahead and only exhausting yourself. Give without expectation from empathy and kindness. Be the example for them to do for themselves. Be the resource that gets them to do for themselves. And when you give without expectation from that, you can receive without resistance, meaning that it comes back to you, not necessarily from the person you gave to or the people you gave to, but it comes back from somewhere else. And when it does, you don't question it. You receive with gratitude. It could be a penny. It could be a thank you. It can be an acknowledgement. It can be millions of dollars. It doesn't matter. You receive with gratitude and don't question where it came from. That is the law of prosperity. When we can truly really live that by that statement, I, when you're in the present moment, you'll begin to see the shift in all the things that start to work well for you. Again, doesn't mean you're not going to have difficult times or lose things or things might, you might take five steps backwards to only go 10 steps forward, but it's trusting that process. Give without expectation, receive without resistance. And where do you learn all this? Is there a book to learn? To learn I do. To I do have a book. Well, I have, I've been in several books, but my the one main book is called Master Your Inner Critic. Resolve the Root Cause, Create Prosperity. And you'll find a lot of those principles in that book. And I've also uh, co-authored a book with some other authors with Jack Canfield in Mastering the Art of Success a few years back. And I do appear in a lot of other books with people on providing a lot of these little tidbits that we've been sharing here with you today on your podcast. Absolutely. And listeners, I hope you are listening well, because these are some serious nuggets and words of wisdom that Chris is dropping here. But Chris, I'd like to know what lights you up these days? I know you're in a business of giving and serving all over the world and just growing and doing these amazing things in your, in your business and for other people. But what lights you up? What do you do in your off time? Well, in my off time, I love to be with family. I love to spend mm. time with my son, who I've been, I'm very active in his sports, again, to be the example and to use self-awareness and transparent leadership to inspire him to do for himself. I spent the same with my wife and my extended family. I love spending time by myself as well, you know, to have that me time, you know, working out at the gym, uh, spending time in my yard. I uh, love to take long drives, either whether if, if it's with my family or even by myself. I love it. And, uh, and I like to read a lot. So I do read uh, quite free. As a matter of fact, I read every day. So it's something that I love to do when I'm not on speaking, on coaching, on consulting and, and strategizing. Those are the things I love to do. Absolutely. Great. Yes. It's all about balance, right? It's about balance and the balance creates a whole person, exercise, family, business, work, serving, giving all of those make a complete person. So Try not to focus on one thing and just exhaust yourself in that one thing. You know, Chris is a perfect example of being a, a human, a whole person, but also a successful one as well. Chris, tell our listeners, where can they find you? Where are you hiding these days? 
Well, I mean, they could always check out my website at Christopher Salem, my full name.com. I'm also on LinkedIn at Christopher Salem. Uh, it's where I tend to spend a little bit more time on social media. You know, I am not the other channels, but that's really where you could find me. And feel free to reach out anytime. I'd be happy to get to know you. It's all about relationships at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. So it's just pretty much my shortened name at my full name.com. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I'm a Chris as well, <laughs> but thank you. It was a pleasure having you on the show, Chris. And you, like I said, dropped some serious wisdom for our listeners that I hope will help them really transform their lives. Well, thank you, Christy, for the opportunity to share on your wonderful podcast and to the listeners that you have and hope the information provides value. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. For more inspiring conversations, please share with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions or feedback, you can reach me directly at beseenbelovedpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>